Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Thanks for joining us for episode 37. Our show is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee, so shop at thrashercoffee.com for specialty coffees and use the coupon code TOPBREW to get 25% off. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me is the co-host, Mr. Eric Rauch, our local coffee roaster. How are you doing? Good. Happy fall. Yes. Welcome to autumn. Kind of a smack in the face. I guess it's official now. Yeah, it happened two or three days ago. It doesn't smell like fall yet, though. I'm used to having a fresh uh, scent of something that wafts in from the northwest down to the nor- uh, the southeast. Well, I was referring to what we have sitting on the table in front of us. Now it's officially fall. Yes. You know, Starbucks makes it fall, right? Oh, of course. And what would we do without them? We are trying today their new and improved pumpkin spice latte. If you thought last year's pumpkin spice recipe was something special, hoo, 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 wait for this one. It's got pumpkin in it. <laughs> It's actually got pumpkin. Okay, here's here's a theater for the mind. Having a sip. Mm. You know, it um, it reminds me of pumpkin, but now that it has pumpkin in it, it doesn't seem to make a difference to me one way or the other. I don't quite understand the fascination with the pumpkin spice latte. I'm not a big. I mean, I'll eat pumpkin pie. You know, I, if it's there, if it's there, sure, I'll eat it. But I'm okay with sweet potato pie. They could have come out with a sweet potato latte, and that wouldn't have made a difference to me. That's that's a, that's a mouthful, though. Yams lot, yeah, yams or yam latte, yam spice latte. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you said this is okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen. This is actually Eric's first. <laughs> this is your first ever that you can recall, anyway. Pumpkin spice latte. Uh, I, I mean, as far as I know, I I mean, I don't generally order. Drinks or coffees. lattes or anything. So yeah. I may have had a sip of somebody else's at at some point in time, but I think this is the first time that I've ever had my own, Imagine my own that. personal cup. So what do you do for date night? You never gone by Starbucks and your wife said oh, I yeah. wanted the caramel macchiato? Well, and- she, yeah, she, I guess she does more so than, than I would, but I, I just typically... What do you have in the in the urn? What do you have on on your on your drip? And I'll and, and if, if and if I don't like any of those, I'll have them. I'll have them do me a, a pour over of of something that I want. See, after four p.m., if I am in Starbucks, it turns out to be I'll walk out with a dessert drink. Oh, really? This is how I tick. Before then, it feels like I'm still on the clock. My mind is in work mode, and by four p.m., I'm switching into you know the evening mode. Relax a little bit. Hmm. You know, spend some time with the family and have drink a, f- a sugary drink. Why not? <laughs> and well, because it has hot milk in it. It's the frothy milk. It's the creams that just feel very relaxing, you know, kind of uh, whether intentionally so or not, it makes you feel a little bit drowsy. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I want that to happen. I don't really get a, a sort of energy boost from the caffeine via the espresso in the morning and afternoon in something like a latte. It, it's more of a, a special occasion experience. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that, but I'm not that much into into sweet drinks anyway. So I mean, it just it just follows my my preference with pretty much all drinks, I guess. How about other dessert flavored or coffee flavored desserts? You know, like coffee ice cream or coffee cake. Do you enjoy those? Oh, coffee cake, yeah, because it doesn't taste like coffee. You know, I hadn't really thought about that in a while. But coffee right. cake, I guess, is designed to go with coffee. Coffee ice cream, yeah, it's it's, it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's, it wouldn't be my um, go to. It, it's all right. Liz, my wife, enjoys the Edie's espresso related Java thing with something like espresso chocolate chips in it, mm. and it's it's a bit too sweet for my taste. Okay. Then we've had the Publix coffee ice cream, which is basically vanilla ice cream with coffee flavoring to it. Okay. 
And I, it just, yeah, it doesn't really work for me. Like the closest thing to that that I've ever enjoyed was the coffee frappuccino. And that's a, a Starbucks product again. Because it was more of a drink rather than a bowl of ice cream, yeah. it made more sense to me. Yeah. And, but it really boils down to taste. I don't think that there's a right or wrong choice here. Coffee-flavored ice creams don't like go well with a slice of pie. You know, you don't heat up a slice of apple pie and put a scoop of coffee ice cream on top. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But you would put some vanilla ice cream on it and have a cup of coffee have on a cup the side. Of coffee, yeah. Yeah, so there's interesting like uh, cultural norms that just uh, click and others that don't. Yeah. What do you think it is, though, about pumpkin spice that took the world by storm? These last 10, 12 years, you know, Starbucks came out with their very own pumpkin spice in 2003. Since then, it's just grown in popularity as the seasonal thing to do. You get the pumpkin spice. And I usually think about it more around November after Oktoberfest is passed. I'm going to try some pumpkin spice. And usually it's because I have a hunkering for pumpkin pie and I can't get any anywhere. When I want some pumpkin in my life, I, I would go to the Starbucks drink. But that being said, there's not actually been pumpkin in the pumpkin spice latte. It was a, they were bending our minds. They were convincing us with the other spices that go into, say, a pumpkin pie, like the, the cinnamon, the clove, the nutmeg, that it was reminiscent of pumpkin spice. And only artificially now, flavored. Right. And not just artificially flavored. Well, naturally flavored too. Like I say, you know, you got the cinnamon and the nutmeg. But then there was also the caramel coloring that kind of gave it an orange tint. And that was something that a lot of people objected to more recently. Really? Times. It was actually an orange color? Compared to what it is now. Now it looks a little bit more on the yellowy brown side, now that they got rid of the coloring. And it came out... <laughs> Neither of those sound good. No. Would you, would you prefer orange or yellowy brown? Um, <laughs> neither. Okay. Well, well, first, I, I want your, your take on this, though. Pumpkin spice... Two thumbs up, one thumb up, one thumb sideways, kind of like, kind of don't like. What would you give this on a scale of one to 10? The, the one that I'm drinking right now? Yeah. As I said, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin. I'd probably rate this a lot more highly than I would just based on the thought of it. I would suspect when it, when it says pumpkin spice latte that, that the pumpkin would be overwhelming. And it's not. It's, it's very subtle. Well, well I don't know. now that they say that pumpkin is in here, we don't know actually how much pumpkin there is. Yeah, and, and maybe subtle is not the, the right term, but it's not overwhelming like I, like I expect it would be. I mean, if somebody handed me one again tomorrow, I would drink it. I'm not opposed to it. But you it's, can't see getting addicted to it? No, no, no. no I'm, I'm not going to necessarily turn it down, but it's not something that, that I would go out of my way to get for myself. Yeah, see, I don't think I would either. My favorite of their beverages, when done well, has been the white chocolate mocha with half a shot of raspberry. Mm. But it has to be mixed just right. It, they have to have just the right amount of whipped cream on top that dissolves after five minutes. It's just right. Yeah. That being said, it's nothing like a well-prepared, handcrafted specialty latte from a better sort of, you know, independent coffee house. Right. And for that reason... It's like comparing apples and oranges almost. How different, how much better something can be from the indie coffee house. Or comparing raspberries and pumpkins. Yes, yes. Yeah. So if you're just looking at the Starbucks menu, the thing I would go to all year round would be the white chocolate mocha with raspberry. It, very comfortable with that beverage after 4 p.m. Yeah. This one I can have once a year as a reminder as to what the whole craze is about. And that's, that's enough. Like this one I'm drinking right now is probably going to be enough for me the rest of the year. Well, I think that's probably one of the one of the primary reasons why it is so popular is because it's here for a limited time. You know, just like what McDonald's did with the McRib. 
when they released the McRib as a as an actual on the menu item, it tanked. Nobody wanted it. It was bottom grade meat. You know, there was a little bit of rib meat in there, but then there was all sorts of <laughs> compost other, material. Other, yeah, other other parts of the animal that that they couldn't do much else with. So they you know they pulled it back off the menu, and for whatever reason, they revisited it later. They hyped it, you know, like here for a limited time, and it did well. It doesn't seem to follow any kind of cycle, but it's it's a very sporadic thing. But you know, it's the only going to be there for a limited time. Even though it's not good, people go for it because well, I got to get my McRib now because they're going to be gone soon. I, well, I, you know, I don't really care. I don't I don't really want the McRib anyway. Um, but I think it's the same way with the pumpkin spice latte. You know, it's it's fall. It's there's a little bit of chill in the air depending on where you live. People are are just starting to think now in terms of Thanksgiving and in, in terms of Halloween and in terms of Christmas. It's that, that it's a transition. That You're thinking about year. different meals for yeah. the family. So you, these these yeah. kind of flavors, I think, remind people even more that it's that time of the year. It's that season. This is a little bit comforting. The most wonderful time of the year, you know, is is almost upon us. We're turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes and family friends sweaters. Yeah, I. I I don't know. It, it just, feels it like just, comfort. Yeah, I think so. I think during that, the summer we want to get out and have an adventure. In the springtime, we just want to come out of our caves and putter in the garden. Uh, in the winter, we want to snuggle up by the fire and hear a crackle. And in the fall, we want to don the sweater and drink a hot beverage. Yeah, football games. Uh, you know, it's just it just it, it it feels right. That coupled with the fact that it's a that it's it's a limited, and I don't know what limited means. I, I don't know. If, it's a seasonal thing. It well, I know, but, but, but how long is the from, season? How, I, I think it's they... like sometime in mid early September to the end of November. End of November. Okay. So because so at that time two they introduced their wave of Christmas coffee beverages, like they have a mint white chocolate mocha. They have the. They have so they'll the probably run this roast. to around Thanksgiving time, and then they'll start rolling out the Christmas stuff, the yeah. minty time. The yeah, okay. And see, in November, they also have their Thanksgiving coffee roast. And then in, in December, they have the Christmas coffee roast. Okay. And somewhere around that time as well, they introduce like an end of year sort of anniversary blend. And it has more to do with Starbucks own business, you know, like they've been in business for 39 years or whatever. And yeah. so they have the anniversary blend. But yeah, here's my quick take on this. The pumpkin spice latte just doesn't deserve the attention that it gets, apart from the fact that it's a seasonal flair. Yeah, it's certainly nothing. Nobody's amazing. talking about white chocolate mocha the rest of the year. When I do taste it, it does taste like fall, and fall is my favorite time of year. So, so I do. Maybe it's not something that I would I would order again, but I'm I'm not opposed to it because it's yeah, you know, like it, you said, it's kind of someone serves it to you, you'll drink it, right? Okay. So, no strong like or dislike for this one. It's it's okay in your book. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of ambivalent to it. Um, like you said, I could take just got into the dessert beverages. Yeah, I would have okay. liked to have had one last year. Or the one that, that they had last year side by side with this one and tasted the supposed non-natural flavoring with this one and see what the difference between the two is. That's what we'll get to in a second. I wanted to talk a little bit about the concerns there. But first, we'll go ahead and say thanks to our sponsor, which is Thrasher Coffee. They provide support for the Top Brew podcast and its website. Thrasher is a small batch roaster of high quality, responsibly sourced coffee. They don't roast until you order it, so you can be assured the beans you brew are as fresh as you can get them without roasting them yourself at home. The only way to ensure you're brewing the freshest coffee around is with a routine coffee delivery subscription. You can purchase Thrasher Coffee by the pound, order by order. If you just want to try out their roasts, see what you like, try something else, maybe pick one out for 
you know, your extended family and friends, and you can, you know, buy some fresh coffee for them and give it away as gifts. But if you want to have the routine subscription so that the coffee just shows up at your door every time you need it, you can get that with your extraordinarily fresh beans automatically delivered to your door with a fresh roast subscription. And because Thrasher is generous and top brew listeners are the best, you'll get 25% off of your purchase with the coupon code TOPBREW, all one word, no spaces at checkout. My thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Top Brew, which is this podcast and our website. So, okay, so this was a little bit of a Starbucks a scandal, as it were. Over the years, people realized that Starbucks has been using artificial ingredients in many of their coffee beverages. As they probably still continue to do. There was probably artificial ingredients in that sausage biscuit I had from them this morning. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that their their other flavorings aren't the, the hazelnut syrup. There might be some natural hazelnut flavoring in there, but there's there's also going to be some artificial, artificial flavors in there, corn syrup, maybe. Nothing oh, sure. approaching yeah. white sugar or cane yeah, sugar. I, I mean, I, I'm just... I'm just I'm just saying that off the top of my head. I don't. I don't know exactly. I wouldn't put for it past sure, them. But no, but of course I, not. But I, any kind of flavoring that's sitting in a bottle is going to have some sort of either either artificial coloring or 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 something in it that's that's not that's not inherent to the to the item that you're that you're calling almond. You know that that they don't just they don't just take almonds and <laughs> squeeze the juice and put it in a jar. You know, there's there's, there's other things that are that are in there. I would like to see an almond juicer. Yeah. That, that'd be something else. Yeah, no, actually, I, I agree with you completely. It seems like this is a bigger problem in America in general, especially with fat, fat. Well, I want to pick on fast food restaurants, but I shouldn't. It's just true about food in America in general. Oh, yeah. There's going to be tons of synthetic materials in your coffees. And picking on Starbucks feels inappropriate because really what we should be picking on is the entire food system. Yeah. But it is true that they were using artificial coloring and maybe there was like some toxins related related to some of the things that were in the pumpkin spice coloring, but not just the coloring, other characteristics of its 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 ingredients as a whole. And there was a, the the website made by Veni Hari, uh, and she is calling herself Food Babe. So it's foodbabe.com. She made a big splash about it last year. No, I'm sorry. This wasn't last year. This was back in April of this year. You'll never guess what's in Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. Hint, you won't be happy. She breaks it down. She points out, you know, here are the unhealthy ingredients. And she reached out to Starbucks every month and hounded them on this every month saying, what are you doing about this? Are you going to change something about your ingredients? We have two doses of caramel color level four coloring made from ammonia and considered a carcinogen. Ammonia. Yeah, yeah. That that was in last year's pumpkin spice. Then there was absolutely no real pumpkin in the ingredients. It was made with Monsanto milk, cow-fed GMO corn, soy, and cottonseed, or soy milk that contains carrageenan stabilizers and linked to intestinal inflammation and cancer. There was a toxic dose of sugar. You know, 50 grams of sugar or more is considered toxic. Enjoy. Here's your here's your pumpkin spice latte. On top of all that, there were the ambiguous natural flavors that can be made from anything found on planet Earth. <laughs> and th- that's how, how she puts it. Not to mention the artificial flavors made from substances like petroleum. All, now, all this was in pumpkin spices latte from 2003 through 2004. Now, just keep that in mind, people. There were preservatives and sulfites that can cause allergic reactions in a variety of different people. 
And there was the possibility of pesticide residue from using non-organic coffee beans, which would be true about all Starbucks coffee, if that's true. I don't know. It seems to me like she kind of sensationalized this. It, yeah, it's yeah. a little enhanced, but there's probably a lot of truth in it. Because there, yeah, there probably is. But 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 like like we both already said, it it's not just okay. Now that we've eliminated all this stuff from the pumpkin spice latte, we're all we're all a whole lot healthier now. Well, no, because because this is this is going on in all sorts of other foods as well. Probably other other flavored drinks at Starbucks still have these list of ingredients in them in trace amounts in some way or another. They just haven't had those analyzed by the lab. Because she didn't have a vendetta against the vanilla chai latte or... Or the or, mint mocha that yeah. comes out later. And it's true. Maybe she can pick on those when they come along. I right. Mean, that's going to happen inevitably. If she doesn't, somebody will. I don't know. I, I feel like we're in a place where the pumpkin pie you probably pick up at the grocery store has a lot of artificial and suspicious natural flavors in it. Right. It's just difficult to pick on Starbucks for these reasons. But it gets a lot of media and social media attention. So they're going to be talking about this on CNN probably today. Like it just will come up because this gets viewers eyeballs. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like my problem with Starbucks has more to do with the overall quality of taste. And I don't like unhealthy things in their products. But both of those matter. So like a lot of people would be happy with this flavor but I want to ask them, have you ever tried a truly great coffee beverage? Mm-hmm. Because maybe you haven't. Maybe all you've ever made was the electric drip at home, the electric drip at the office, maybe the espresso machine at the office if you were lucky. And then you had the stuff in the airport. You had Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, and Starbucks. And if that's all you've ever had, you need to reach out and try something else. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's where it gets really difficult for a lot of people who want to improve their coffee flavor tastes because there aren't independent coffee houses on every street corner like there are these other places to go right, to. Right. So it's very difficult to recommend to people, hey, if you want to make spy, you know, pumpkin spice latte, do it at home. Though you can, you just it takes a little bit of effort and right. it means you're going to be making more b- beverages, spending a few minutes and more minutes in the kitchen every day, and it seems very impractical. So, so here, here are some trade-offs. What I'm seeing is you can make a better drink at home or you can get the faster drink at Starbucks, perhaps faster. It depends on how much practice you have at home making it. But then there's this issue of price. Eric, I have right here the receipt from my order today. Went through the drive-thru. I got for myself a sausage and cheddar sandwich, which comes with egg, sausage, and it's like on a uh, sort of uh, toasted uh, English muffin. Mm. Okay. And you know what they do at Starbucks. They, they pop, they take it out of the freezer and they pop it in the microwave yeah. and they heat it very evenly distributed heat, but it's like super scalding hot when you get it in the paper. Then I got two grande pumpkin spice lattes. And how much do you think the total bill was? Like it, it, I was just thinking while I was sitting in the drive through, I'm buying three things. How so yeah, much for, can three things cost? For two coffees and a sandwich. Yeah. Eight bucks. Okay. Well, think fourteen fifteen. Fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars and fifteen cents. And what do you think was more expensive? Do you think it was the beverage or it was the sandwich? Well, now, remember, first... the sandwich is like the size of a Whopper Junior. If you have a reference in America, the Burger King, you have a, a decent sized single hamburger patty sandwich, you know, with lettuce and tomato and stuff. 
and it's it was like rel- relatively the same size. So I mean, like this is a decent yeah. sized breakfast menu sandwich. Well, my first inclination is to say the sandwich, but since you're asking me, I'm suspecting that it's probably not. Ah, you are so smart. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, but, but Joe, the cups do come with these green swords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they give you those they if you're in, in the free. drive-through. Okay, so the sandwich was three dollars and forty-five cents, which was expensive for a breakfast item. But we are talking about Starbucks, and I kind of think that they can get away with that because they're not known for their sandwiches. It may cost them more to have them pre-prepared and frozen and shipped to them in the manner in which they do it in their business, right? Then if you went to something like a Chick-fil-A and you got the same sort of breakfast sandwich or McDonald's and got the same sort of breakfast sandwich, they can have better cost efficiency ratios and it'd be easier for them to produce a sandwich at a lower price. Right. But then the coffees, oh, there's just no excuse for this. $4.95 per grande pumpkin spice latte. I, I don't know how you justify that cost. I mean, like they must they have- justify it because if you pass on it, the person behind you is going to buy one. Ah, oh, people, you're spending too much at Starbucks. Do demand. you not understand what Supply we're talking about here? Yes. It's one thing to spend a little bit of money on a regular cup of coffee at Starbucks. But if you buy a tall or a grande, it's not going to get over $2. And I consider that within reason. And I know some Starbucks under certain scenarios will give you free refills on regular cups of coffee. That's not true across the board, but it has happened, and it has happened to me. This is just a very unique case, though, where I don't think you're getting the value from $4.95 for what I'm tasting in this cup right here in front of me. I don't think value has anything to do with it. What do you say? This is a grande? This is a grande. What would that one that you get? A regular cup of coffee? No, no, no. The the white chocolate mocha? White chocolate mocha. That's probably four ninety five as well. Like that's within the realm of what a Starbucks specialty drink costs in the 4 to $5 range. Let me uh, look it up because I do want to know. Harnessing the power of the internet. Okay, well, since you asked, the white chocolate mocha, probably with raspberry, would cost about the same price. Without the raspberry shot, it's $4.25 at this size. Just kind of a cra- crazy, scary price beyond all reason. To me, none of these drinks are worth that much. Maybe $3.75. And if you go for venti you're easily getting over $5. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know. People are, have you evaluated some of your purchases lately when it comes to the coffee beverages you're getting at Starbucks? And I'm sure it's almost just as bad at McDonald's and elsewhere. If people were doing this for the perceived value, I think they would stop pretty quickly. There's more going on here. The, the whole whole idea of this sugary coffee drink, I think I think there's some comfort in that. You know, when you're on your morning commute or something. It's just so it's like the a, value like is more than the sum of its parts. I would think so. If you put a, a cup of drip coffee in front of somebody and said, this is rare, rare coffee. It's really, really good. You don't put cream. You don't put anything in it. But here's here's an eight ounce cup of, of black coffee. You might be setting their expectations too high. Well, well, you might be, but <laughs> but the... But the perceived value of that is going to be much lower because it's a, it's, a, it's a cup of black coffee. But when you're adding all this other stuff, the sugar, the cream. It's the, in a different class spice, unto itself. It, yeah, it, it is. It, it's more like a hot milkshake than a coffee beverage. It's mm. It costs as much as a kid's meal at Chipotle. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> you, you can get a, a, a junior-sized burrito, a, a pile of chips, and maybe a cookie and drink for the same price. There's, wow. there's you a light lunch yeah. or you can have the white chocolate mocha with raspberry or a pumpkin spice latte. Man, 
I don't know. I just feel like it's a very high price for what you're getting, the value. And like you said, you know, to each their own creature comforts. Maybe this is the creature comfort for you. But how many are you going to have in a week or a month? And then think about the bill, the total bill, man. Buy two of these, $10. Oh, yeah. I don't know where all my money goes. And then they'll say, well, how much money, how many times do you go buy the coffee shop a week? You know, well, I go four times a week. And how much do you pay? Well, I don't know, probably four or $5. Well, there's 20, 25 bucks a week that you could be saving by not doing that. Um, you want to know. But you don't think about it. You yeah, don't think about that as, as being a cost. I was thinking about it the other day. If you're buying two of these a week, you're spending $40 or so. $10 um, a week, yeah. Yeah. You're spending $47 uh, just on these beverages, yeah, not well, counting all the other beverages of the And you went to Starbucks for this, and you got this, but you also came away with a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 know, you, you upsold yourself. Well, I'm here. They've got breakfast sandwiches. May as well get one of those too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to be on the go all morning and afternoon. I right. don't even know when I'm going to have lunch. So... Well, I don't know. It's an unresolved issue, but what I would recommend is you go back and listen to some of our other episodes where we discussed how to make handcrafted coffee for yourself, and you look into making your own pumpkin spice lattes for yourself if it's that important to you. It can't be as hard as making pie. It can't be as hard as making a pumpkin pie. I mean, you know, that takes a couple of hours, right? But that, and that just feeds everybody one slice of pie for one meal, right? If it was worth making the pie for that occasion, that family reunion that's coming up, then isn't it worth figuring out your own drinks and doing that from home and saving yourself a lot of money and getting more value from something you handcrafted that you can experiment with and improve on your own? I don't know. I'm just saying these are the things I'm thinking about when I pay $4.95 for a medium-sized cup of pumpkin spice latte. Teach a man to order his drink from Starbucks, he will be broke. (laughs) Teach a man to make his coffee at home, he will be caffeinated and happy. Well, I hope you've enjoyed episode 37 of Top Brew. If you want to keep in touch, our handle is at TopBrewFM on Twitter. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash TopBrewFM. And you can listen to the show and find lots more on our website, TopBrew.FM. And we would love to hear what you think of this show with a star rating and review of the podcast in iTunes. Do it today when this podcast shows up. Because it only takes you five minutes or less to go in there, click give us a star rating, give us a two or three sentence long review. And it really boosts our ratings and exposure to everyone else in iTunes catalog. And I want to remind you of this episode's sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. They really deliver on their promise to give you the freshest roasted coffee on your doorstep. And they really are giving you the best. Use the coupon code TOPBREW to save 25% on your order to keep the podcast going. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to the Top Brew Podcast. <laughs>